Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. All right, welcome back. You know, we've been, uh, with all of the election stuff going on with uh, in Iowa, now New Hampshire, we're waiting on that, of course, some things get lost in the background. Number one, uh, the fact that there is still war being waged uh, in Israel, uh, attacking these terrorists that are hiding in Gaza. And in the meantime, you've got Iran-backed rebels, these Houthi rebels, firing on merchant ships and, and warships out in the Gulf. I mean, it's, it's just it's insane. We finally started to strike back, but this is a there's a lot of backstory here on what's going on over there. We're fortunate enough to have a Victoria Coates with us right now. She's with the Heritage Foundation, a national security and foreign policy expert. Uh, and Victoria, welcome back to the show. How are you? Mark, I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. I, I was just stunned earlier this week to find out that just this week the Biden administration saw fit to put the Houthis back on a terrorist watch list. Yeah, this has been really a sort of theater of the absurd for the last three years. Uh, the president took them off both the foreign terrorist organization list and the spe- specially designated global terrorism list. They're two distinct designations. Took them both off because we had put them on uh, in March of 21. And the thought then was that the Houthi would start to become more reasonable. They would be happy about this and that they could get to some kind of both a peace deal between the Houthi and Saudis and some nuclear deal with the Iranians, who are the ones who are bankrolling and and training and equipping the Houthi. And what it led to was just an explosion of terrorism. The Houthi, the Iranians, who were getting more income from uh, oil exports, sent them more weapons, which they used to attack the uh, Saudis, the Emiratis, and then ultimately to go on this spree against commercial shipping uh, going up toward through the Red Sea towards the Suez Canal uh, and you know, finally, uh, I guess they had gone too far, and the president put them back on the specially designated global terrorist list. Doesn't it all get back to us continuing to allow money to flow into Iran? And that money has been turned right around and, and fed to terrorists that they support uh, everywhere, uh, all throughout the Middle East. No, you've really put your finger on it, Mark, and that's where the distinction between these two designations is important, because when you put an organization on the foreign terrorist organization list, then you can level sanctions on everybody who provides them material support. We had a guy from New Jersey last month who decided that he didn't like 
uh, what was going on in uh, Gaza. So in the logic of his brain, he decided to go to Africa and join one of the terrorist groups there to wage jihad against the United States. But that group is on the FTO. So our, our guys were able to scoop him up and bring him back here, and they charged him on one account of material support for terrorism. So if he, at that point, if he had gone and joined the Houthi and joined them in shooting off rockets at an American military vessel, they wouldn't have had that authority uh, to interdict him. So it, that's why that distinction is important. And the other thing it would allow you to do is go after Iranian money. Uh, and you know, the Biden administration are not enforcing sanctions on the Iranians. So they're now just awash in oil money. They're selling it mostly to the Chinese at a discounted rate. So that's nice for the Chinese. But it's horrible for the region because they're arming everyone from Hamas to Hezbollah to the Houthis. Yeah, it's, it's sad. We're talking to Victoria Coates. I want to give people a little bit of your background here. You worked as a deputy assistant to the president under President Trump. Deputy National Security Advisor for the Middle East, uh, and you you were part of the effort to initiate the negotiations for the Abraham Accords. Think what a different world we would live in today if Donald Trump and his policies were still in effect. You wouldn't have the Houthis would have always been on the terrorist watch list. Iran would not have gotten the money it used to fund all of this. There's a very good chance what happened on October 7th wouldn't have happened. No, and I mean, I don't have a crystal ball and mistakes happen, but I mean, I've talked to my former Israeli counterparts about what happened on October 7th. And because we were so closely lashed up and in constant contact, uh, we would have at least had a shot to catch it. And, you know, I think that is what's such a, a glaring contrast in policy is what I hope all Americans, as we go into what is promising to be a completely insane election year. Uh, but I really want, I mean, from, from a heritage perspective, what we want to do is draw that, that contrast. You know, you can, you can see what happened after four years of Trump, and you can see what has happened now after three years of Biden in the world. And, you know, these aren't, unfortunately, distant, remote things. They're not abstracts. What's happening in the Red Sea right this minute is going to impact our prices at the pump next week. Uh, it's going to impact our prices at the grocery store next week. We can all remember back to 21 when that commercial vessel got stuck in the Suez just by accident. It happened, right. and we had we had supply chain snarls for months. Now this has been going on since December, and there's no sign of abatement. So as those as those problems and disruptions start to manifest, this is going to be a domestic problem for the United States. Victoria, this is Kim. We're so focused on the lack of border control under the Biden administration, as we should be. I think that should be our priority. But it's easy, at least for me, to often forget how terrible things have been under his leadership in the Middle East. And like you said, even how it could affect us at the gas pump. Hi, Kim. Yeah, no, it's 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 really terrible. And, and I, I would see these things as a piece. You know, this administration sees things in a highly ideological sort of aspirational way. This is the way they want things to be. They want there to be open migration into the United States because they think that is our duty to to not enforce our own laws and not protect our own sovereignty. They don't believe in sovereignty. Uh, and And so it's that kind of unrealistic attitude. You know, they think they can make the Iranians reasonable and partners for peace. You know, the reality is we have Iranians. We have Hezbollah agents coming through that open border because they know they can. Uh, 
We had intelligence reports two weeks ago that Hezbollah was working on a plot in the United States. They've tried before. They haven't been successful, thank God. But, you know, it's going to take one lucky day for them. And they know they can do this. So we have no idea who's actually here. So I would see those things as related. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And let's let's pray nothing nothing tragic happens as a result of that lack of security down there. Victoria Coates, we always appreciate your time. Thank you. Take care, guys. You bet. Heritage.org. Uh, you can find out more about uh, Victoria's work there with Heritage. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.